this episode, we're talking about the four biggest mistakes we made when we were first starting our forest school business. And to be honest, some of them were big. Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education, and stepping into the wilderness, however that looks, with your family. Each week, we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking the road less travelled. We're your hosts, Vicky and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in and join us on this next adventure. Before we start, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Kabi Kabi and the Gubby Gubby people. We honour their songlines and storylines and pay respects to the elders past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which you are listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raising Wildlings podcast. We're your hosts, Nikki Farrell and Vicky Oliver. But before we start, we wanted to let you know that the next round of our online course, Wild Business, will be opening up mid-November. We were telling you end of October, but, you know, life got in the way. So (laughs) Wild Business is for early childhood changemakers ready to take the leap and create a nature business that is deeply rooted in community and purpose. By using our proven roadmap to success, we are honestly going to save you so much time and money and so much stress Mm -hmm. because we help you navigate those really hard, really convoluted awful red tape. That's what it comes down to. It's the regs, the ratios, insurance and permits. And at the end of the course, you'll have everything you need to hit the ground running with your own flourishing nature play business. You can find out more or join our wait list at wildlingsforestschool.com forward slash wild dash business. Wouldn't it be amazing to see all these nature play businesses popping up all over the country? It's a big dream of ours. So if oh, you are, it's, it's been on your mind. Yeah, it's so exciting. Up. I don't know if you've seen, Vicky's been away this week. And so I don't know if you've seen this, but this week we've started to get photos through of some of our foundation round from oh, the first intake. Yeah of people with their social media platforms oh. up and using our templates, going to scout locations. And it gave me, I, honestly, I got goosebumps. I was like, yes, oh, this so is why we It is. I just, yeah, just it, it does. It just warms my heart to know that there are going to be so many more people living a life of purpose, doing something that deeply feels like they are, you know, connected to their community and just doing the best that we can for our children. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So <gasps> that sort of brings us to the topic of this week's podcast yeah. because we would like to have a bit of a, a chat about some of the really big mistakes that we made when we started our business. And I th- I'd, I'll probably caveat this in saying like we learnt so much from these mistakes but mm. if we can help other people to recognize these and maybe not make such big mistakes, then um, I think that would be really helpful for people. I feel like the hard work and the tears were were worth it if we've saved someone else from going through the same. Yeah. I mean, they're worth it for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we can save someone else that, yeah, we, we you know, it's That'd it's be been nice. a very hard slog. Yeah, four years yeah. of learning so, so much. I didn't know I could be so resilient. That's it. That's that's the key. That's one of the keys to running a business is that um, if you want to see it 
all the way through, then you do have to um, build the resilience, which is funny because that's what we are also trying to teach children mm, in the process. Yeah. Yes, isn't the, the irony is not lost on me. <laughs> exactly. That we are incidentally practising what we preach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Nick, do you want to start off? Because I think that you could definitely identify with this one maybe slightly more than me yes. um, in, in the first big mistake that we made. So I would say that one of the my biggest, almost not a mistake, but a regret, which is is both really. It's mm. I would, it's a mistake because I regret it. Was that I wish I had met you sooner, <laughs> <laughs> and I wish because of that, then we would have started this sooner, and I wouldn't have stayed in a job that, in the end, while I when I started it, I loved it and I was challenged by it and I enjoyed it. By the time I left, um, if people don't know, I was a high school teacher. By the time I left, I was actually dreading getting up in the mornings and on weekends I was getting really bitter about the amount of time that was being taken away from working with my family on weekends. Um, So essentially I regret staying in a system that I felt wasn't best practice for my kids holistically. I regret staying for my mental health. Um... And I wish I had started sooner for my mental health, for the flexibility to see my kids and my husband more because yeah. I know that small business can be all-consuming, but compared to teaching, I'm seeing my family more, which yeah. is a testament to teachers. This is not anything against teachers. This is about a system that overworks teachers. Yeah, and your personal feeling of fulfilment and, you know, contribution mm. in alignment with your values. Yeah, and I think I had worked for small businesses before and I think I thought I couldn't do it, which is ridiculous because anyone mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. And if I, I didn't realise how could how good it could be too. So if I hadn't yeah. known how good it p- could be and how good life is now because of the flexibility and the freedom, I actually don't think I would have done my teaching degree, to be honest. Mm. Knowing what I know now. I would have done my outdoor rec diploma because I loved that, mainly because of the trips that we did because it was a two-year holiday. But there's lots of learning because it was so experiential and it was hands-on and I was learning Mm -hmm. on essentially on the job and maybe, you know, the more skills-based certificates. But I don't know that I would have done my teaching degree. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, I would have started business sooner. So I think, yeah, I mean, I've got my own story about. Yeah. What would you, would you have started <laughs> um, sooner or do you think you weren't ready or? Oh, look, I think that I, I, I wish that we'd maybe taken our business to the next level sooner. Yeah. Uh, and trusting, uh, which I guess these are all in hindsight, and but I mean they're probably right for the moment, and we we probably couldn't have done it any other way mm. because we didn't really know anyone who was doing anything like what we were doing. So there was there was no reassurance. There was no, no you know, we're on the right track, which I or guess this you're never going to get that successful business yeah, here in Australia because totally. there was only one or two that we didn't know that were even, and they were smaller back then. Yeah, and I guess too on your point of what I have done teaching, I think that what I would like to see, which would interest me, which doesn't exist at the moment, is a way that we can learn to work with young people that doesn't, it's not social work and it's not teaching Mm. because I think that there is going to be this burgeoning industry of people working with young people, working with children, and what that looks like and how we communicate with children, all of those things that you actually need when you're working with children, mm. but that's not associated with 
an education degree. So that's probably... Or in an authoritarian adult yeah. is in a power position way. Yeah, because there's other other things you can take from it. For me, my whole I've sh- my whole mindset's shifted about learning anyway, and mm. I would be learning it because I feel like it was practical, important information skill set to have now. So, yeah, and I do wonder if I hadn't done my teaching degree, if I would have had the passion to have set up my own business. Because yeah, you know, by the time I left, I was angry, and I was angry for teenagers and I was angry that more wasn't being done for the mental health and I, you know, and I'm not an angry person so that's saying a lot. Yeah. So I don't know if I would have had the, what are the, the oomph, what's the word they say, the guh anyway. I don't know if I would have had, the, my brain is not quite here today. <laughs> I don't know they would have had the balls essentially yeah. to, to set that up if I didn't have that fire lit up inside me to go, there has to be another way. There has to be another way that kids can learn and move their bodies how I believe they need to move their bodies. Yeah, and I think when, when we talk about making the mistake and so I, I feel like yours was because when we started the business you were still working. So mm. it took you a really long time to sort of be um, at that point where you're like, I'm committed to the yeah. business and, and I'm, be- I trust that this business is going to be able to carry me like this secure job does. Yeah, and for me it was a financial decision to yeah. keep going that way and I was in that privileged position that I had my um, long service leave coming up, which was an actual surprise to me because I didn't realise <laughs> that that was coming up. We probably hesitated in making some big leaps along the way because we mm. were afraid of what yeah, would happen. That's mistake and number two. Yes. Yeah, so that does bring us to the second point, which is we are not fond of failing. We're not fond of doing the wrong thing. And so we were really scared of making mistakes along the way and, and taking some risks and them not working out. Yeah. Which is so funny because I don't think that anything that we've done has turned out to be a failure. <laughs> No, no. And even those mistakes that we've made, you know, I think it's the irony is not lost in us that one of our mottos at Forest School is that, you know, we're all just scientists at Forest School. We're all just experimenting. We don't fail. We learn. Yeah. It's the same in business. Absolutely. And yet we've had to teach ourselves that as well. Yeah. Because it's very easy to teach something you know is to be an important life, an idea. Mm. But to live that idea at, you know, when you're in, when you're a parent and you're in your mid thirties and it's scary. Mm. Everything else we've ever done has been so secure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's leaving, going back to number one for me, staying in that job, I stayed in it for financial reasons. And that's Mm -hmm. because we were as broke as we've ever been, you know, two young kids, we were choosing to not do daycare and stay home, yada, yada, yada. But I wish I still had taken the leap and even been a bit broker, if that's even a possibility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, it, you know, when I reflect back at um, before we decided to um, start the business and before I'd decided to homeschool and I used to think about what life would be like when, you know, I'm dropping the girls off at before school care to get to my job to pick them up at, from after school care because I've had meetings and marking and lesson prep Mm. and I just it used to give me like anxiety I used to think wow I thought this was a really good lifestyle choice (laughs) when I actually thought about it yeah when I actually had my children I was like oh gosh actually um I don't think this is where I want to be 
Mm. Um, and yeah, so definitely I'm just so glad that I had someone to do this with. Yeah. And, and I don't think seeing the businesses start to pop up now, I'm like, oh, there, you can at least see there's precedent now. You can see that yeah. people are making money and viable businesses from this. With us, when we were starting out, and it wasn't that long ago, like this is five years ago, it wasn't that long ago, but there's already been this big upturn in these businesses because people, I think, now can have seen, okay, you know, if they're doing it, then surely we can do it too. And and I want to yeah. say you can, you can and, and yeah. back yourself because we didn't back ourselves fully for probably two years. I was at a um, at the Sunny Coast Business Awards function last night and it was funny talking um, to people, actually Amy from Primal Influences there, and she was saying we've been a startup for, I don't know if she said eight or ten years, and a business for probably only one. And I resonated with the fact that looking mm. back now, knowing what we know, I would say out of the four and a half years that we've been running as an actual business, not counting the setup, that we were probably a startup for two, I'd say, yeah. at least, yeah, before we backed ourselves and went, right, we're, this is it. We're going yeah. in, we're going in hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. Wow. I think it's it's that backing yourself but knowing that you're going to make mistakes because we're human, we're not robots, and we've made mm. heaps of mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, and if, if you're not comfortable with that, you're going to have to get comfortable with that because we've made little ones, we've made big ones, we've made embarrassing ones, we've made ones that have genuinely hurt our community members. Mm-hmm. And some that have we kept have. us up at night for days yeah. and made us sick to the stomach. Like real, real talk here. We've made some really awfully shitty mistakes. Yeah. And we've had to do the, and wanted obviously to do that repair work as well. But from every mistake that we've made, we have got better and learned and we've grown and that's enabled us to, to do better in the community and do that's better by a, yeah. kids in the community. That's right. So if we hadn't have created this experiment, we wouldn't have touched the lives of so many families and we wouldn't be reading about how children's lives have been changed, how families' lives have been changed, about how their outlook on their families and the support that they needed and the communities we've created, the mm. bonds, the connections, all of that has been created because we were willing to make the mistakes and we have made the mistakes. And we also, when it comes to being willing to make mistakes, is also know how to take accountability when yes. they do become actual mistakes. That's a really big thing that we have learned along the way. And this is coming from two people pleasers yeah. who do not want to fail at anything Conflict who have never avoiders. failed yeah <laughs> we don't we don't want to have hard I mean we do now but we didn't mm. want to have hard conversations we you know any way to get out of something that was difficult we we would try to worm our way out and now oh we're gosh really i remember leaning. sitting in this room and psyching ourselves up to make a phone call one day i i, I, mm. I actually can't remember right now what it was even about, but I'm assuming it was a, a either a customer complaint or it was something where we had to have one of our first uncomfortable conversations. And I just remember being, shit, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Like, yeah, if this is going to be part of this job, I don't think I can do it. And now this week has been a really big 
week growth wise for us. And, you know, we've, we've made mistakes and repairs this week. And we were looking at each other today going, I don't know if we could have, how well we would have handled this two years ago. Yeah. But we've learned so much and we're so much better at taking accountability, learning from our mistakes and doing better in our community and being better people for our community now than we were yeah. two years ago too. Yeah, and that through your mistakes and through doing things that you that, that are not, not great can grow to be better and then create better experiences and, you know, safer, happier, connected communities through the process. And so I guess the the important thing to take from this is that, yes, you, you have to be willing to, to do the experiment. You have to be willing to know that there will mis- mistakes are being made, but you'll get through it mm. and that there's so much growth that can be done on such a personal level as well. Like I feel like oh. this is such a great opportunity for me to model to my children how to handle difficult conversations, conflict, mm. and, and you know, like being objective and compassionate and empathetic and all of those things, which is so important to actually be able to show them times when we can do that. Yeah, yeah. And I think going on from that, it's of all the things you need to run a small business, it's not cash and it's not time. It's yes, it's a bit of support, but it's actually that positive growth mindset and those soft skills, exactly like you're saying that we're trying to model or or incidentally modeling Mm. that will allow you to actually recover from the setbacks that you inevitably hit. So it's, it's actually what you need is resilience. And that's not to say you even need it straight up. I can tell you now I'm a thousand times more resilient now than I was four years ago. So much more so. It's been so good for my personal growth journey, for my good girl complex, for the people pleaser in me, for the, you know, conflict avoider in me, is that I feel far more equipped to deal with uncomfortable conversations now purely through experience and and research and reading, you know, but that's what I'm reading now. I'm reading personal growth stuff rather than educational philosophy or the fish model of success or net play yeah other results I'm focusing on core soft skills yeah building connections and and main and and like everything comes back down to those you know interpersonal relationships and mm. and I, it's a skill set I, I feel like I wasn't equipped for especially in teaching I feel like I didn't have a voice mm. I felt like I was just a little you know cog in the wheel and that if I really felt strongly about something, I just I felt like I wasn't there was no platform to fight for it because you just it just felt like a, this Goliath system. Whereas now we've just got such freedom mm. to make changes and to and to take action on things that we think are important, and we can do oh, it now. You just treated me. I remember um, when the whole Gay Marriage Act was coming through, and we were told that we weren't allowed to have an opinion on it at school Uh and we weren't allowed to wear any rainbow coloured anything and I thought how the actual fuck, excuse the French, are we supposed to create a safe space if we can't talk about these things going on right now Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to apologise to our listeners (laughs) that don't 
believe in that. I don't no. know how to reword this, Vic. I don't know how to. No, I don't know. I think it's important. Like it's it's this is the the moments where we set the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Is that if we can't set safe spaces for our LGBTQIA children and teenagers in a government funded school that's meant to be separate from the church, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. And that was a real trigger for me when you were talking about being silenced and having my voice silenced. I was like, yeah. you wonder why we have a mental health <laughs> predicament. Yeah. We don't have safe spaces. That's right. And also we don't have that ability to have those conversations and that dialogue because I think a lot of people think it's just it's coming from a we're going to tell you how to think. Mm. But if this is a if this is something that's happening in society right now, then we should be able to have that conversation with our young people. They should be actively part of the conversation and understand why people have objections or why people have, you know, so that the understanding, so we can aim for understanding and then come to the connection. Yeah, it's the hypocrisy as well of you know, schools aren't a place for politics. And I'm like, oh, that's BS. This is a colonial, yeah. colonial-based yeah. school teaching whatever it believes should be taught to our children. You can't tell me that schools aren't political. Yeah, so absolutely. That's what yeah. I mean. yeah. yeah. Way so off topic. Way off topic. <laughs> so anyway, another, one of our other, I guess if we, we want to move move forward, Another big mistake for us is that we should have taken more risks sooner. Yeah. So I guess that follows on um, a little bit from making mistakes. I guess one of the bigger risks that we took financially or buying off big projects here, by the way, not risks obviously regarding safety or yeah. <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, good, good to clarify from a biz- that. business perspective, <laughs> those big risks really paid off. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we really backed ourselves here. So w- when we decided we were going to run different programs, we really were all in or whether mm. we were going to upgrade expand systems. Expand Brisbane. Yeah, yeah expand yeah. Brisbane. Um, and there's some other really big projects now. Like we've got the confidence to say, hell yeah, like yeah, yeah we'll take that on. Yeah, we yeah. want to be part of that. I am so grateful in particular that, Nikki, you're like that. You are the, <laughs> I will there's, say yes to everything. There's a I'm fine line that, between <laughs> bravery and stupidity and I think biting well, and saying yes to I things that you think, don't know how to do is fairly stupid sometimes. Well, <laughs> it's say you? yes now and work out how to do it later. And yeah. I think that's been, you know, we've never said yes to anything that we that's really been way too much out of our depth. No, um, we might have thought it was at the time. Yeah. But we've always been able to give, give ourselves enough time to make sure that we had it covered. Yeah, and there's always people around to help you work out how to do it. Um, I guess some big lessons for me is ask for help mm. and don't be afraid to take risks because I've always, um, I, I have paid, played it small and I have a couple of times I've like pulled myself, like, you know, questioning some things and then I'll turn to you and say, Nikki, why am I, yeah. why am I so afraid? Like, why am I saying all this stuff? And you're like, yeah, like, and it's just like, you're like oh, yes, yes, self awareness is good, um, and and that how and it just helps to have someone who I guess that's why we work so well as team. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about Wild Business for though too is mm. that 
there's this crowd of just going, yeah, awesome, well done, or what are you guys doing about this? Or, mm. you know, does anyone have a template for this? And if yeah. generally we've got it and if we don't, we'll create, we'll create it for you. But Well, yeah, because we can find out what it is. Like what, what, it, what do you want? What do you need to yeah. get your business going? But it's actually, it's the I'm in this ring, I'm in this arena, other people are doing it so I can too. That's right. And you've got people who are going to support you and help you problem solve and or just be an ear or, yeah, and that's what we all need, right, is just to not feel alone in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 having a you. Yes. <laughs> and that's what we want to be. We want to be able to extend that business partnership mm. in a way that we can to other people who, who do need someone to hold their hand because we were able to hold each other's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. Like I bloody love it. I just yeah. love seeing women in particular, men too, <laughs> but women. Well, predominantly what we're seeing is women <laughs> yeah. in this space, yeah. But seeing them achieve and surprise themselves, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think I could do this. I'm like, of course you can. Yeah. Of course you can do this. But and And how quickly the feedback is. Yeah. That what they're doing is important. Mm, yeah, and how quickly they're building community. It's, yeah. it's how we've made this into a job I don't know, but I'm so grateful that that's what I so get to grateful. do every day. I know, it's me too, absolutely. Uh, all right, number four, our biggest mistake was absolutely not investing in ourselves sooner and outsourcing. Like by So by, by investing I mean investing in mentors coaches that that's that's when wasn't it that yeah. was when our business went and yeah. we went from startup to actual business was we mm-hmm. paid for one two two coaches that might have been about our second year I think two yeah coaches then we did the, um the refinery, refinery creative program and we met more mentors and we and we're still seeking like we have a financial mentor we we are constantly investing in people's knowledge in people that know more than us because we're not yeah. the smartest people in the room and we're okay with that yeah but we want to surround ourselves with people that are yeah and, that can uh, that can fast track us to yeah. getting where we want to go and um and that's what's happened every time so sometimes it's been like we really want this to get there quicker we need to invest either the time or the money and it's hard to do that sometimes Mm. but every time we've done that we've recuperated that money within six months um, sometimes quicker I can think of in particular for us that have taken so much time so much mental energy and stress with the things like creating the policies and we've Mm. created look we have created most of them off our own back and that's been to be honest, one of the things I've hated the most <laughs> about making yeah. this business. But when we finally, finally bloody outsourced it, they were returning them back to us so quickly and we just kind of looked at each other going, why have we wasted all this energy and stress? Because they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And now we've got this incredible slew of policies and templates and they're all part of wild business. So just, I just wish... I wish we had have had somewhere that we could have gone, I need these policies and I need them to relate to Nature Play specifically. Where can I get mm, them? Yeah. I would have paid for that. 
one of the interesting tasks that we did was we, um, and our mentor told us to do this, was to sit down and track all of our, like where we were spending time ah, in the business yes. and then allocating like how much money it would cost us to outsource those tasks and then work out how much of our own time was being done and how much it would cost us to have someone else do it and then what we would then be able to spend our time doing if we weren't doing those tasks that could have been done by an admin assistant or done better by someone who's more skilled. So, for example. Yeah, and quicker. Quick, so, like, when we first started, I was on Canva trying to create a post for Facebook for our holiday programs. It would literally take me sometimes three to five hours to create <laughs> one thing and even then I would second-guess myself because I don't have an eye for design, I'll be honest. Um, same. And it, and it, my computer was slow as all get out. And it cost, in my time, it cost me. It cost me time with my family. It cost me time in the business and doing things that I should, other things that I could have been doing. Mm-hmm. And then when we outsourced it to someone and they returned it within like, or did like 10 things in the yeah. same time it took me to do one thing, I was like, oh, my gosh. And it looked, not only that, it just was it, there was no comparison. No, and this is I want to can we publicly thank Kerry, our content creator right now Absolutely. because she's also a part of us investing in that. She has flipped how professional we look and how like she's created a brand for us and she's made us look far better than we could ever make ourselves. So mm-hmm. we've invested in someone who's incredible at what she does, who's made us look really good, which has in turn increased our business. So we could have persevered with that and we could have got better at it ourselves, but it's not our passion. Our passion no. is kids outdoors. So, yeah, you know, we're far better off paying someone that loves it, froths on it, is passionate about it and is incredible at it and then go and be incredible in our own skill set. And then another thing that we've taken to doing is finding out amongst our team what are the because, I mean, a lot of the people that we have working for us have all this such a varied yeah. skill set and interest base. So um, we had a, a meeting with a staff member the other day and they're like, oh, I'd really like to do some formatting. Like, what? <laughs> and I just about cried. <laughs> you serious? We love like, you, Sarah. They, they, they do love you, Sarah, so, so much because we're like that is a job that we like look at each other and go, if only someone would love to format all of these things because that's... Oh, my gosh. For this wild business course, the amount of time we have spent formatting <laughs> and cursing the formatting and we've just, just found out and this area. we actually have someone in our team who actually enjoys that. <laughs> or Amanda and- who's like, oh, I love doing the, you know, the policy. I love researching the policy yeah. and learning more about what's happening around the world. I'm like, are you kidding? Who are these unicorns? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so there's, there's so, like, you know, and that's the thing is and um, the beauty of... Your, you know, your team is is you can tap into the things that they enjoy doing and, it, you know, it doesn't always mean that they're doing all the things that they enjoy doing because sometimes we do delegate tasks that have to be done. Mm. Um, but then we can, the more that, the more that we delegate and the more that we have outsourced things, the more we can niche into what people are good at and what they enjoy and then we're creating this culture within our business to further support people to love what they do, yeah. to come to work every day and want to give their best because they're just also living their best lives. Like Kerry said one day, so I can't remember, it was something like, um, don't they know that everyone that works at Wildlings, you know, it, it, lifestyle's really important and you know, yeah. none of us work full time. Like, <laughs> 
like that's still we really, curated. Really need to change our phone message to be we're probably not in the office. So please email <laughs> us and someone will get back to you, but we don't know who because yeah. we're all flexi working. <laughs> we're all flexi working um, and everyone's doing what they love and making it all come together because ultimately we all have our part to play in making sure more children get outside. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing about it is that this, you know, everyone feels like their con- their, their contribution to the whole, um, may, like we, we could, all of those moving parts need to be working together. And if we hadn't, if we'd invested some of these sooner, then who knows where we would be now. But we know that every investment that we make today means that we'll get be further along in our goals and achieving all of our dreams as we go. Yeah. So it's like that old saying, you know, the best day to plant a tree is today. That's that's yes. what we're trying to do now. Yeah. And I want to touch on that because we've been speaking about, this, this isn't a mistake at all, it's complete opposite, but speaking about our incredible team, I'm, I'm so grateful to be surrounded by such beautiful humans. But at that, um, the function I was at last night, the one thing that really stuck with me was they were talking about growth and how you choose good staff and whatnot and, and, and how you keep good staff. And he said, look, ultimately people are going to come and go, but as a business owner, what if you can see them go leaving a better human than when they left, then I say that's a successful business. And that really mm. just stuck with me with that. That's so important that it's not just leaving a mark on on children that sounds terrible we're not leaving any marks on children I promise. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're not impacting just children that we want to also make sure that we're leaving an impact on our staff as well in a positive way so mm. making sure that's part of our culture yeah and we've still got so much work to do but oh, we are so we we want to do it we're we're committed and you know taking all the steps that we need to 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 make sure that we're passing on that we are, we're helping whoever comes to work for us to become the best version of themselves to take that wherever so that mm. children are experiencing adults who are respectful and kind and compassionate and empathetic and are modelling exactly what it is that we want. And I hope we we can do the same for ourselves to leave us better yeah. humans. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the aim and I feel like we've, We've come so far. We definitely mm. have have grown so much through all of these. And it's so funny because when we talk about them as mistakes, but they've all been lessons oh, that yeah. we've learned along the way. And they they can be labelled as mistakes, but like what we're trying to do at Wildlings is reframing those things to be, you know, the opportunities we needed in order to grow and then hopefully through our experiments and and the the failures and and all of those things we can help other people to maybe not make those exact ones yeah and that's what wild business is about is saying look at all this stuff we learned the really hard way yeah (laughs) please let us help you not have to have it so hard Mm. because can you imagine how many more businesses would start to thrive so much more quickly and how many more kids that will reach more quickly like that's what I get excited about is the speed of which we could get more kids outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also applies to anyone who's looking to start a purpose-filled business. As much as we love seeing the nature play businesses, I, I see a lot of people who can take, you know, when we have conversations about business with so many of our friends and 
there's so much to be gained for anyone who's who's trying to make a difference in the world to be able to discuss all these things and help each other out. Yeah. So for nature, in summary, for whether you're looking to start a nature play business or any business, essentially, we would say the four pieces of, of advice that we would give from the biggest mistakes that we've made would be start now, like because no matter how small or few steps that you take, you know, you'll be further along than you were mm-hmm. 12 months ago if you start now. It's, yeah. it's you know, it's all the, when you're breaking down goals, it's baby steps. You don't, you don't start a business tomorrow. You, you take the first step and get an ABN today. That's, yeah. So that would be the first one. And the second one would be, be willing to make mistakes. Like, yeah. Be prepared to take the knocks, but know that you're going to grow from them and become a better, hopefully become a better human and a better business and, and do better things for your community from that. Yeah, and then you need to take risks and back yourself from everything from your pricing. Oh my gosh, that's an, that's for another a whole day. Other. <laughs> um, to being worthy of owning a successful business. Yes. Um, and investing, 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 whether that's money or time um, in professional development, seeking mentors, outsourcing work that's not your strength, it will pay off bigger and sooner. Yeah, here, here. Yeah. So, while they are mistakes, I don't, I don't, I'm glad. I'm glad they've happened. I'm glad we've learned from them. And we, we're here. Like I think that's the thing. You know, mm. it can't be a failure because we're here and kids are outside and we have such beautiful communities across southeast Queensland that we know are being impacted positively with, with our program. So, yes. The other piece of advice would be do it. If you've been thinking about it and you've been dreaming about it, do it. Do it. you can. You can do it. You can. And it's so rewarding. Thanks so much for listening to us get a bit vulnerable today. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> You know, we don't ever want to just be a highlight reel because we, we do rave about it. We rave about the lifestyle and we rave about how good owning a business is. But to be frank, this the end of this week was, was a bit rough on us. Well, not on us. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't want to centre us at all in this. It's been a, a phase of growth and yeah. acknowledgement and accountability this week. And reflection, yeah, absolutely. And reflection, yeah. But yeah. also, again, knowing that in the roller coaster that is, any life or any job or any business that you know we're in the dip before the next phase of growth which is the next level of impact so if we can reframe it that way um i'd I'd like to think that it's a positive thing even even when you make mistakes yeah Mm. absolutely if you are interested in starting your own nature play business jump on our website wildlingsforestschool.com forward slash wild dash business add your name to the waiting list We're looking at running a webinar mid-November and opening up the gates, ready to open for the next round then. But until then, stay stay wild. wild.